0: Gotta get up, but do I sing every time I launch into this? Because I just don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Oh, hold on, let me turn the. I gotta turn the volume up. How's about that? Is that too weird? You can hear too much background noise. Oh, it's loud in my ears. Let me turn my headphone volume down and let me turn my microphone volume up. There's nothing like doing this on the live podcast stream. Professionalism is my name. I reckon I get better singing every episode. Oh. <coughs> Oh uh, no. Anyway, I'm too tired. So many things to go over. Oh, I haven't seen you since Mardi Oh, yeah, that was fun. Uh dick update. Haven't had any. I have not had dick in so long. It's a dick drought. Hashtag What's the hashtag for this? Penile Uh person. Penile perseverance. I don't know. I'm persevering until I get some pen- penile. No, it doesn't make sense. Uh, d- uh, oh, my God. Dick drought. Dick drought. No, I just said that before. Dick. Mm, dick devastation. Uh, cock. Cra- <laughs> um, well, I'm just trying to think of fancy words for, like, is that, like non-existent. But, like, it's got to be alliterative. I don't even think that's a word either. Cock. Cancel. Anyways, like, well, oh, was covered in 90 seconds of dick chat. Um, Mardi Gras. My God, that was so good. I just want to give a little bit of a personal shout out to Courtney Hudson. Now, she's based in New South Wales, in Marrickville. She lives out at Marrickville, Newtown, and she did my makeup. She's a special effects makeup artist. Please. In, like look up her instagram at courtney hudson mua she did the best if you want to see a photo of what i look look like you want to go to the post i uh, what was the date i think it was the 1st of march 2020 and i look like an it's hard to miss it's a great photo oh my god i was like clone me because i want to have sexual relations with me i'm not getting it from anywhere else mardi gras weekend no dicks zero dicks that's To be fair, Mardi Gras weekend's not where you, well, is it where you get dicks? Yeah, you sort of do get dicks. You don't get them on the actual day because everyone's off partying and seeing Kesha. But then, like, at 3 a.m. or, like, the day before or the day after, it's like dick city. It's like orgy city. And there were listings for some orgies. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to those sort of orgies. Yeah, I'm I'm not taking illicit substances and I don't want to really, oh, dealing with people that haven't slept for hours and are, like, high on meth. Snot. It's not the greatest. <laughs> Most of the time, there's no um, um, firmness, if you know what I mean. Um, so, I want to tell you, <gasps> but you know what What did happen? I found the love of my life at Mardi Gras weekend. Love of my life. Uh, it's a stripper named Andrew, completely straight. Uh, well, completely. Mm, who, who knows these days? I'm not going to assume his sexual preference. Because I'm really hoping that it's, you know, a bit swingy. Um, I was walking home from the parade. Oh, my washing's ready. So I was walking home. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I don't know if you can hear any of that. Um, Washing's ready. I was... Oh, God. You stand on a truck for an hour and you wave. It sounds like such a chore. It's not a chore. It's fun. It's just... It's tiring. <laughs> it's so... Tiring for a 33-year-old um, obese gay who hates any form of physical exercise. Even though standing still, you might not think is exercise. It's tough on the back. Uh, especially when you've got a big gunt. So I uh, then, because this, you can't get a taxi or an Uber because all the roads are closed. So I just had to walk forever. So I walked from Fox Studios to Darling Harbour, which is an epic walk. That's like twice the length of the actual parade. Uh, I want to say it's like 95 kilometers, but I know that's a gross over-exaggeration. So anyway, I'm walking back, and right before I get to the hotel, there's this guy, there's this, this guy turns out it's Andrew, and he's wearing the tiniest undies of all time, and he's like the buffest human being. And he's about my height, which is so rare, because I'm quite short. And immediately I'm like, oh, hello. And he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He's like, come over here. I've got something you might like to, to see. And I'm like, um, Yes. Finally, it's about time. And he's promoting an event at the Hard Rock Cafe in Sydney. Oh, it's happening tomorrow night, I think. Yeah, 6th of March. Well, 6th of March, Hard Rock Cafe, Sydney. He's getting his kid off. And unfortunately, I'm not there. Um, So he was like, oh, you should promote this. Um, He didn't know who – he had no idea who I was. And uh, I was like – I'll do anything for you. What's your name? He's like, oh, Andrew. Like, go and watch on my Instagram story. Uh, like, there's the highlights. So it's like these circles at the top of my profile. Tap Mardi Gras 2020 and go like it's toward the end. And you'll see him. He's like super funny. And I'm like, hi. Uh, yep. And me, love at first sight. And um, so he asked me to promote his event. And then I just walked away. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know anything about him. I need to track him down. And then I started stalking and I was I couldn't find his profile. I tried pretty hard and uh, nothing. Next minute, I do a creepy post to be like, "Hey, help people, do you know this guy? What's his Instagram? Found him. Been harassing him online. Uh, harassing, like, uh, um, sexually harassing. No, no, but like flirting harassment. So it's like he can't be like, police, arrest him, because the police will be like... He's not really sexually harassing you. He's just being a stalker, a creepy stalker. Um, so the charges won't be so severe when Andrew like puts the restraining order out. And we were messaging. Him. He was like, "Oh my god, you got so many followers!" Yeah, uh, uh. he doesn't talk like that. No oh, actually, yes, he does. And uh, I was like, "I know." Like, is it, what, like, how do you feel about that? You, do you want to like send nudes? Like, I mean, pretty much seen everything of you, anyway, so You may as well just like send nudes. Um, I was like, "Here are my nudes." I didn't send him my nudes. Um, so we're exchanging messages back and forth. It was like, oh, you have got so many followers. Thanks for running your event. Blah 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, anytime, anytime you need any promotion whatsoever, hit me up. Um, you know, sometimes times can be tough. I have a two bedroom uh, apartment in Brisbane. You're so welcome to come stay if you need accommodation and don't want to pay for it. Um, oh my god, my second bedroom flooded. I've only got one bed now, so you're gonna have to sleep in the bed with me. Oh no, I sleep naked. Oh no, it's a single bed. <laughs> Sexual pest. <laughs> oh no, how did that end up in there? You know, <laughs> I swear it was an accident, Your Honor. Um, and so, uh, But we think, look, I wouldn't say, let me read, um, let me read you his messages. So he found out I have a podcast. I don't think, I don't think he's going to hear this. So this is why I can, and if you know him, don't tell him. Where are the messages? Oh, it's nothing bad. It's just like if I read them in a certain way, it sounds like he's so into me. And that's how I read them in my head. Where is he? Oh fuck is he blocked me. <gasps> oh no, here he is. Here we go. <clears throat> um uh, Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, honestly. Where are we? So I found him. Let me read you. This. <clears throat> Let me know what you think. Like, are we totally in love? Like I'm pretty sure we're totally in love. He's in a relationship. This poor girl, I, I'm i like, ugh. I'm like, clearly, I'm just, this is more for content, but it's a little bit like, I'm actually in love with Andrew. And I feel like, because he's like 22 and I'm 32, like, oh, that's a it. Anyway, <clears throat> so I found him on Instagram and I was like, hey, if you ever have urges to turn to the dark side, you know who to call. Winky emoji. And then I sent him a picture of me so he remembered who I was. And he's like, ha, 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 you found me. God, I love you. Winky emoji heart face. Thanks, gorgeous. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I go, you're the, oh, that's embarrassing. I said to him, this is me being like really like, I'm in. I was like, you're the fucking best. I highlighted my Mardi Gras. Have the best night. No emojis because I was like, mm, I don't want to cross a line. He's like, that's amazing. Yes, I love the share too. Thank you so much. And then I, like, literally as soon as he, like, gave me the tiniest little bit of, like, um, oh, a nibble. <laughs> um, that he was, he's not interested. But, like, the t- he was, like, very appreciative of me sharing because he grew, like, a thousand followers. And so I just, like, exp- I did so many stories on him. I was, like, sharing his, like, his Instagram, he's got so many nudes on. Like, he's in underwear. He's a stripper. Um, has so many, like, things. if you want to look him up because you need to. He is... Bristows underscore life 101 b-r-i-s-t-o-w-s underscore life 101 on instagram and so i was like um being really tongue-in-cheek like sharing one where he's just like in speedos and i was like oh my god the one that got away and he was like ha 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 and then he's messaged me this on sunday this is the this is the day after mardi gras just been in oh wait let me just read it to make sure it's not Okay, no, it's fine. Just uh, let me read it how I think he's saying it. Oh, I've just been informed you're a famous comedian and are apparently on the radio as well. Wow, that's amazing work. That's exactly what he meant when he typed it. It it continues on. Just wanted to thank you for the shout-out and shares. Most wouldn't with that many followers behind them. Seriously amazing. Love heart emoji. (coughs) I reply. Is it? Is it mean that I'm reading these out? No, oh, he's fine. He's hot, and we're going to end up together. Uh, we'll, we'll be a throuple. Um, I was like, ha, 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 I just love how confident you were. It was awesome. Ha, hope Friday goes well because that's his events on Friday. Um, oh, and then and then he's a little bit flirty back, but it's. And then he goes, just heard you have... Your- oh, sorry. Just heard you have your own podcast as well called Complete Drive. Drivel. Ha, ha, ha. Wow, you're a machine. <laughs> we'll definitely have to tune in and listen. <laughs> oh, well, he probably won't. He'll hear the first five minutes. And be like, oh, this isn't for me. This is boring. Um. And then what did I say? Uh, <laughs> I was like... Oh, my God, you're far too kind. I'm so sorry for all the harassment and posts. People were loving the stories, and they love you. That was my way of saying, I love you. I'll stop being a creep now. No, I won't. That was a blatant lie. <laughs> oh, my God, it's just like, oh. It was, like, it was really nice meeting you. I was like, you're so fucking fabulous. Um, and then he was like, oh, thanks. I've got so many followers. Well, oh. I mean, that's how he actually sounds. He, if, if I was to really read that, he'd be like, yeah, just wanted to let you know that like, I bumped up to almost a thousand followers. It's so good. Like, that's how he talks, um, which is still super hot. And he's like, oh, for this, Oh. Oh. I won't read that out. No, he didn't say anything. He was like, yeah, if you need me to return the favor, I'm like, well, what favors are we talking about? Um. And then I was like, hey, if you ever need me to promote anything, please let me know because I think it's a hilarious story arc. Of me being well, maybe it's not hilarious, a sex pest to poor Andrew. His partner is so beautiful, so I can't compete with her. There's nothing else like can offer. <sighs> but I don't I'm not a home wrecker. Thropple we're a thrupple, right? I feel like nothing's no. Okay, anyway, so love of my life, Andrew. It's a mouse stripper. That's I just that's what I discovered. I'm in love with a mouse stripper named Andrew. Um, great. So um, that's how my Mardi Gras was. It was good. I got no dick, but met the love of my life. Now, I also want to talk about the uh, recently promoted uh, Kind is Cool is the, is the brand. And it's, it's a thing against anti-bullying and, and Be Kind is the shirt that people are wearing. And, you know, I thought it was... I think it's great. I think it's a great initiative. I'm totally for not bullying. But I was like, well, if I post a shirt saying be kind, and then I'm like, guys, everyone, it's so easy to be kind. Like everyone knows that. And um, right before Be Kind Day, which was the 1st of March, on the Sunday there was a 60 Minutes episode. And it was about it was a school and the principal... Did the principal expel a boy for his behavior? I think she did. And then um, some parents said, you know, some things on Facebook, uh, which were defamatory. And she, the principal sued the parents. I was like, that's defamatory. So because you can. Like if someone says something defamatory on Facebook, it doesn't matter where you say it, the media anywhere... When you defame someone, it's you know completely it's against the law essentially, um, and you can be held accountable. So the principle was like, you know, if you that was that's defamation. Look, I mean, the story is a bit deeper than that, and it was it was a bit harassy. Uh And I don't know the full in depth story because I didn't watch the episode. Classic Christian. I just read Twitter, and um, what. I, but the so I'm not I'm not making judgments on the well I am on the principal or the parents so much. Um, I don't know the full extent of the situation. Um, even wh- after watching the sixty minutes situation, you you don't know what's going on, really, do you? You never know. Anyways, let me just get through what I want to say. So about bullying. So I was I was watching all of this Twitter unfold, and people were saying like, oh my god, these parents are horrible. They're awful people um and it triggered something in me because i was trying to figure out an angle of how i could talk about bullying to really get through to people because i'm i'm not gonna say something and everyone's gonna like oh my god preach that's exactly how we cure bullying in schools like bullying in schools i think it's always gonna happen um, there's always going to be nasty comments. There's always going to be things said. It's it's kids leaving the nest of their home. Uh, you know, it's there's no parents. There's no adults around. They're free to sort of discover themselves. And, that you know, they realize that they can say nasty things and there's no repercussion because there's no adults around. And I, I feel like that's a natural... It's just going to be a thing that people do. It's awful. Right? And I'm not proud... I was bullied in, in the early stages of high school, um, it wasn't too bad, like, when I think about it, it wasn't, it it wasn't bad in hindsight, like, as an adult, uh, if a kid came to me with the issues I was having, I'd be like, oh, that's not that bad, as a kid, though, it was the end of the fucking world, like, I was terrified, um, but I, it's because I didn't have the experience, and I didn't realize—you know—a lot of kids don't actually follow through with their bullying threats. They're just assholes that that are all talk. But you know, I was terrified. Tears, tears, teasing. You know, I was always crying. I was such a you know little goody two-shoes. Oh my god, he said he was gonna hit me. <laughs> like he's not gonna hit you. But it's like I didn't know that. I was—I th- thought I was gonna get beaten up quite a bit, and i, I never was. But adults were so dismissive, and that you know they talk to kids and they talk to students and never. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It makes the problem worse. We as kids know that because the adult comes in, the adult goes, don't do that, and then leaves. And then you're left alone with, you know, a bully that's like, um, did you just tell on me, you piece of shit? And then they just bully you twice as hard. So it's sort of like, well, being spoken to or getting in detention does sweet FA. Like this, I just look at it and go, there's almost no solution to this problem. Kids are assholes. But it's like, well, I, I wasn't an asshole. There were there were times when I I regret, you know, I said some things to people that were a bit mean. It wasn't a lot, but it was. That doesn't matter. I, I mean, it only takes one comment to really upset somebody. And uh, I don't. I try to. I'm like, why would I do that? And I think it's because I was just so uh, sort of I was the the victim of it all that I was finally like, oh my god. I'm not the one being, you know, called a little faggot or being picked on for being gay or sounding like a girl. And then someone else was. So I was like, "Oh, okay, well, deflect, deflect." Yeah, you're such a girl. Like, you know, what a little asshole. Like I was a little asshole, and I really regret that. And um, I so this what this has to do with this sixty minutes documentaries I realized that well I mean why was I so much better apart from the few incidents right why 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 when I was young why in primary school did I not really did I not was I so not mean or you know in in high through the years I think it was from year 7 to 10 why was I bullied and why did I not back or do anything and I think it was it's vastly due to the way you're brought up. I was brought up to be very respectful, always say please and thank you, you know, um, and, and, you know and it wasn't just the fact that I was told these things by my parents they did these things my mum and dad never raised their voice or got angry at anyone other than us, right like I, I don't remember a single moment where I saw my dad or mum angry at anything. Oh, well dad would well actually that's a lie. Dad would get angry when he when he would accidentally bang his head. Oh this stupid wall! Jesus fucking Jesus, stupid how did the wall get there? And you're like, what is wrong with you? Um and um, ah, I've learnt to do that too. So I've every time I bang myself, I go on a tirade to an inanimate object, right? And I reckon I learnt that from my father. But he and my mum, they would never talk badly about anyone. While we were around, might have done it to other adults but we were never in earshot and i don't ever remember a time where my i don't ever remember seeing my mum drink alcohol but she would she would have a glass of wine every now and then but it was probably after we went to bed i've never seen my mum drunk i've never dad my dad never drinks like i have very good parents um And I I can't imagine how hard it must be to be a parent. But then this 60 Minutes documentary, I was watching... Documentary. A clip. News clip. Whatever the fuck 60 Minutes is. And these parents were disgusting. They were so disgusting. And not knowing the situation, I was like, well, I mean... From just seeing a 60 second clip of the boy's father that was expelled, I was like, "Mm, I'm pretty sure the principal had a good reason to expel that child. The behavior of the father was appalling. It was so disgusting. No adult should ever act like that. And I get he was angry that his kid was expelled, but he went over to the principal's house, kicked her door in, shattered the glass. Now, this principal had young children. She was scared. She freaked out. And he was like, yeah, but I said. I was going to do it. I wanted to talk to her and she didn't want to talk to me and I said to her I was going to come and kick her door down and so like I gave her warning so like that makes it okay like you stupid dumb man and like the things he must be saying and and how he's acting around his kid, Um, his wife just lets this happen and I just like I I was so shocked and then their behaviour online was so disgusting the, the the way they spoke about this principle was so just appalling and now i don't care what situation or what you've been through you know you, you've got to be careful the things that you say and do go for a walk and say them in your head and cool the fuck down right if something goes wrong and you want to vent call someone that has nothing to do with the situation and vent it to them Get all that emotion out and then think about the situation. These these parents were getting on this blog and just absolutely going to town on this principal. And some admitted and apologised. Others didn't apologise. So she took them and said, well, you're defaming me. And the principal ended up winning. And now I think it was half a million dollars. They've got to pay her half a million dollars because they are so... Like, egotistical and believe they're in the right. And their behaviour is so appalling. And I go, I mean, you just... You go, oh, we want to stop bullying? You want to stop your son from bullying? Well, where do you think he's learnt it from, you stupid man? Like, honestly it's your behavior now it's granted it may not be you're kicking down people's doors and that's what he's seeing day to day but the way you talk about other people it's disgusting it's horrible and if you don't agree with them and you know it it just shocks me and it shocks me how kids talk about other kids and (sighs) like it's just like honestly it's, I mean, it's so easy in hindsight to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say it. If these kids are nasty, like, I don't know what, do, it's, I know it's hard to not do anything. I don't know. I don't know because you can't, if you're being bullied, it's not like you can just be quiet and take it because it's really hurtful. And so you want to arc up and you want to say something back, but then you get into trouble. And so it's like, well, this whole system of trying to stamp out bullying is just so flawed. And then you look at the, the case of um, Quentin, who has dwarfism. That, that recently exploded. And, and, you know, I was reading parents saying, oh, yeah, but he can be a little shit too. My kid goes to school and he's... And I'm like, well, what is he supposed to do? just smile and agree with them, of course he's going to be a little shit back to them. Like he's going to be defensive for the rest of his life. He's going to have that defense because he's just bullied or he's asked questions over and over about, you know, why is he little? why is It's just sort of like, ugh, you know, why do I keep being stared at? Why is everyone looking at me? And so naturally you put up this defense. And so that's why people who are, you know, different, will come across as a bit annoying because they're just so used to defending themselves but you have to understand that it's not a case of you know you might have the best intentions when you approach them or when you talk to them but they're naturally going to be defensive because because, because everyone's going to be awful to them and horrible in their mind you know they get it a lot I just was so shocked at these parents in this 60-minute clip. And then that's when I realized for this Be Kind Day, I was like, that's, you know, you know, I, the one thing I can share, because it, it's, people tend to get a bit preachy. They're like, it's so easy to be kind. Here's what you need to do. But no one ever fucking does it. They don't do it. And I didn't want to be preachy, and I didn't want to tell people what to do, because we all know what what to do. We all know how to do it. I was just sort of like, just... Do it for yourself and to set example for those around you. You know, don't talk about people in a disparaging way around your kids. Go somewhere else and do it. If you're on the phone, exclude yourself. Go to another room or call them back when the kids are in bed because they hear how you talk to other people and then they think it's okay. And then it's like, you know, when you see little kids, those hilariously... Cute clips of two-year-olds who arc up and they say the things that their parents are saying to them. You know, no, you go to bed. You've been bad. You know, the kids are just repeating the things that their parents are saying to them. And it's really cute and funny. But, but that's what kids do. And they're learning that behaviour from their parents. And, um, you know, I, I'm really lucky that I, I didn't learn any horrible behaviours from my parents. <laughs> I learned them from other people. Um Anyway, that's what I wanted to say on bullying. Was there anything else I wanted to talk about? Nope, mm. yep, I think that's it. Um, just came back from the gym. Oh, I'm in my underwear right now. Am I turning you on? I spoke about Andrew in my underwear. Great, good chat. Oh, oh shit, no. Um, toilet paper crisis... We're in the middle of a toilet paper epidemic, and it makes no fucking sense. I don't understand. 60% of toilet paper is produced in Australia. Now, here's my initial play. If you have enough toilet paper to get you through the week, don't buy any more. I've been inundated with messages from people who have budgets, and they're like, I can afford to buy a six-pack of toilet paper for... You know, uh, four or five dollars, right? The only thing available to me is a thirty pack for fifteen. Now, I don't have budget for that for the week, so I can't buy that. Or if I do, I have to try and work out where the hell I'm going to make up that difference, or what I'm going to sacrifice in order to buy, you know, four weeks worth supply of toilet paper. And um, I was like, that's a really good point. It's it's. You forget when you've got the wealth, uh, you know, you forget that people can't afford these things. You know, people are getting angry at people bulk buying. Not because it's like, oh, well, I I have to go to two supermarkets before I find toilet paper. You know, like, that was my thing. I was like, God, I have to drive for, like, 15 minutes and go to, like, nine supermarkets to find any toilet paper. And next minute, I'm like, oh, shit. There are people that can't afford the bigger ones, and that's the only ones they're left with. You know, when you go to Costco, which seems to have some, but... They're like a $50 pack of 100 And you know th- This person that messaged me Has $40 for groceries for the week You know that's all they've got That they can afford for the week And they can't afford That's $50 It's a week's worth of food And so it's not a matter of like Inconvenience That I have to go to seven supermarkets It's that people can't afford this And the ones that are left They've got no cho- Like they've got no choice they, they just don't and half of them are like I can't afford it I'm not buying it like it's toilet paper or food I'm gonna go with the food and I will just have to deal with it you know buy one thing of paper towels or a little thing of tissues and it's just insanity it's absolute when I went to Costco uh yesterday every oh, mother was buying a bulk pack or more of toilet paper. There was some with trolley loads of it, and it's like you don't need this. We produce enough in Australia. What? When have we ever run out of toilet paper? If we all just buy the amounts that we are used to buying, there's been no supermarket that has ever run out of toilet paper. It's not something we're going to run out of. But shit. And then I look in the. I went to. I went to a Coles. Toilet paper was gone. Paper towels were gone. All the tissues were gone. The baby wipes were gone. A lot of the pads and tampons were gone. Pasta was gone. Eggs and milk, gone. What is wrong with people? Stop it. Like, you're you're causing such a mass hysteria over, yes, I understand the coronavirus is very scary, but the media is blowing it up. They're making people more fearful. Buy your hand sanitizers and just be careful where you go. Be careful concerned you can be concerned but don't panic by and doomsday prep that's ridiculous and you look at the percentage of people that have died versus have been infected it's very small uh i saw a i saw a stat last week who knows if this stat has changed that more people die from domestic violence than they do from the coronavirus um like it's ridiculous and also, I'm running out of toilet paper and I can't find any. I wish I bought some when I was at Costco. But I didn't realise what everyone was doing. I was like, is toilet paper on special here and everyone's buying it? And I was like, no. And then when I got to the counter, they're like, oh yeah, they're all panic buying milk, eggs, toilet paper, pasta, and pasta sauce. And long life milk long life milk. Jesus Christ people. And coffee. Next minute the whole world shuts down and I'm completely wrong and everyone should have bought that. Ugh. And I sent some toilet, this poor woman, I made this post because I, when I moved, um, I I had bought two bulk, like, I don't know how much, 30 rolls and I'd hid them away and uh, I'd just gone through and finished one and then I I was going to go buy some more and then I couldn't find it and then I was like, I feel like I packed a, a big 36 pack while I was moving. Sure enough, here it was mate, I feel like I've won the lottery. I have 30 rolls. And I posted about it. I was like, gangster, posing with my TP. I'm so lit. And this poor woman was like, hi, I'm an invalid and I can't leave the home and I've got one roll left. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about the elderly. And then people were like, I can't afford these 30. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, Christian, you live in your own little sheltered bubble. And so I said to her name was Susan. I was like, Susan do you want me i felt like a dealer i was like susan i'm gonna express post you um some toilet paper what's your address so i've express posted some to her and i hope she gets them by tomorrow because she had what she was down to one roll and i know ladies use toilet paper more because they were what don't you like piss and might be vag with it <laughs> what a phrase um and, I was, and then i was like oh my god and i thought shit and i felt really bad for some people and i was like hi um would you like me to send a roll to you? I can send you a roll. And I was like, fuck, I'm promising too many rolls. I need to like cut down on my, you know, like I'm, an, I'm a user as well. I need to get my fix of toilet paper. But luckily all the people that I offered it to were like, oh, my God, you're so nice, but it's okay. Like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. It's a throwaway offer now. <laughs> Guys, it's all right. Christian's fine. He can poop as much as he wants. I think I've got about, I've got quite a good supply nine 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 i've got 20 what's three nines 28 27 i've got 27 rolls that'll last me that's that's a good that's a heaps hopefully um but then that leads me on to talk about because through the the month of march at every woolworth store there are these pink bins uh, for a charity that I love, support Happily Spruick called Share the Dignity. Now, the March drive, they run a couple of drives a year and they're all sort of different. And this drive is uh, you buy pads and tampons and you put them in these pink bins. And this toilet paper crisis was happening and I had this like epiphany and I was like, oh my God, so many people are going without toilet paper. I thought, there are so many women going without pads and tampons finally a way to connect like men the struggle is getting men to understand like I did not understand how periods almost I know how they work internally but I just didn't know that like it's not like you use one pad and done I've had a period I use one pad that's like you use so many you go through so many and i did not know this and so um you know it's sort of educating men and i think sexual education we were divided in schools the girls went over here the boys went over here we learn about dicks and wet dreams they learn about periods i think everyone needs to learn about everything and so um, I was like, oh, my gosh, the toilet paper thing is sort of like a way that we can help educate the men. Because imagine not having access to toilet paper, right? Because at the moment, a lot of people don't. And then I was like, I, was, I thought I was a fucking genius. I was like ready to give a TED Talk. then I was like, I flipped it on its head. I was like, now imagine... Not being able to buy pads and tampons. It's almost the same. The holes are like two centimetres apart. <laughs> I was like, oh, I am Gandhi. <laughs> I've come up with the greatest. Like I can finally make people relate. And because um, the share the dignity drive is happening. And, you know, the whole purpose is to end period poverty because there are so many women that just can't afford pads and tampons. And so they don't buy them and it's it's but it's not just homeless women it's not just women's women of domestic violence who are in shelters it there are so many different situations and i heard one where um and and this came from i caught up with a lot of the um the ladies that work at share the dignity they all have their states that they manage and and rochelle who's the founder um they had this little sort of team building day and I popped in and, you know, lots of wines. And and um, we were talking, they were telling these just insane stories that just blew my mind about how it's not just women who... Uh, what's the best way to say this? You look at someone and you make a judgment. You go, oh, she's poor because she lives in the dirt. You know, that means she's poor. But then I heard this story about um, there are there are... Families who send their kids to private school because they want their kids to have a great education, because they want their kids to thrive, but it costs so much money, right? And so they sacrifice things. And now the kids don't, don't, you know, aren't really aware of the parents' sacrifices financially. And so you know, mums will go without pads and tampons because they just can't afford it. They can barely afford the food. Like they can just afford food. Um, and and so. You know, but but even even just sending your kids to a Catholic school or sometimes even a public school, like you've got school fee, what is it, like uniform fees, essential items for school, lunches every day, like being poor, there's no indication that you know someone is poor or not. And basically what I was being told is there are so many people in situations that you don't realize are struggling You know, all walks of life, all classes, all like the whole thing. Um, Maybe not all classes. I wouldn't call an upper class person struggling. But, who? you know, I think you've got to have a lot of money to be upper class, don't you? Anyways, that's me making – I don't know. Um, But again, it's just assuming someone's upper class. I don't know. But then, um, uh, uh, you know, like kids were coming to school and kids were aware of their – the financial difficulties of the family, and the fact that they were too scared to talk to their mum about the fact that they have their period because they know, you know, they can't afford things, but they need tampons, so they they use kids are going to school with tissues, or you know, young girls have not had the talking to, and so they're too scared to talk to their parents, or they're too scared to to do anything like that, and so there's there's some girls. I don't know, there were, just, there were just so many stories. It's just such an epidemic is what I'm trying to say. And it was just crazy. And so uh, throughout the month of March, in, in every Woolworth store, there will be these pink cardboard bins. And if you can't find them, ask some staff because they, they should be there. And then if they don't have them, be like, well, I was told every Woolworth store would have them pretty sure it's every Woolworth store because I've got a few messages to say I can't find them and I've had trouble finding the pink bins in the Woolworth stores as well usually because they're a little bit hidden or they just need to be a bit out of the way um but they they will be there and fill the bins up and then they get distributed to shelters to um organizations that that help these women um and then that will ultimately find their way to these women are there's so, so that's the drive in March, right? There's also a couple of things that Share the Dignity are doing, uh, that I find are fabulous, uh, vending machines, um, that dispense pads and tampons for free. Um, uh, because what was the other story I was told? Like, I, cause I was like, oh yeah, you know, like if, if a woman wants, desperately needs them, they'll ask for them. No, they actually won't. Um. A lot of them feel embarrassed to ask for them. Uh, I know that there were some women who a domestic violence shelter had done a lot for them. You know, provided them with shelter, food, uh, accommodation. And this one was like, "Now I've got my period. I can't ask for more. Like, I can't ask these people to give me pads and tampons. Like, I've I've asked them for food. I've asked them for help. I've asked them for so much. Like, I can't ask them for this." And this mother refused. She was just like, "I can't do it. Like." And um, they would have given them to her, but it was more like that she was just at such a low point. She like, I just, I can't bring myself to ask for more things. But luckily uh, there was a vending machine in this, the place that she was, I don't, I don't know, it's not a domestic violence shelter, but you know, where she was going and she was like, oh my God, I don't have to bloody ask. I can just go in, use the machine, get what I need and leave without anyone seeing or me having to ask. So th- They want to put these machines in schools, uh, in these shelters, Um, you know, they can cost a bit of money. So, you know, share the dignity. Also, if you want to donate money, you can. But all throughout March, uh, they're looking for donations for pads and tampons at every Woolworths store. And I just thought this toilet paper crisis was a great way to put into perspective uh, the pads and tampons crisis that has been going on for years. Yes, 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 yes. So anyway, great, good. Thank you for listening, and um, and we'll end it with a song. Gotta give up on the good times, gotta give on the state. of have never given up, no, never it I don't. That's a Spice Girls song. Good and forty-one minutes.